five points per game that you got to uh, make up. And you don't think Clay, Draymond, somebody and, else can make and, up five. And, now, and, Draymond and might Magic not be able to make ma- up five points. <laughs> and ma- and, ma- and Mag- Magic is making up for with his assists. Right. I I mean, I that that's what I look at from when you talk about the GOAT, right, is I can pop him in any point guard's position and nobody's going to be like, oh, well, they lost the step. That team lost the step. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop-style podcast. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. We got a lot to get to, so I just wanted to go ahead and uh, start the show off with... Uh, last week, I had to fly the mobile and uh, lost another loved one in my, in, in my family, my Uncle Herschel. And he was he was special to me because I think I may have told this this story on here before, but you know when I was a young young kid, I was I never wanted to spend a night over anyone's house. It was just something about the thought of my parents leaving me somewhere and and them being out of sight, out of mind. But his house was the first house that I actually wanted to spend the night and uh, you know just play with my cousins and have fun. And ever since that first time, anytime I wanted to spend the night, I could. Like, if I was just bored at my house, I could call my Uncle Herschel. Hey, can I come over there and spend the night, Uncle? Yeah, come on, man. So I just show up there. They always had the good stuff. Um, my cousins, man, they they got hooked up. They didn't just get, like, a Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis. They got a Super Nintendo and a Sega Genesis. You know what I mean? <laughs> so... It, it was always cool to go over there. Um, he treated us good. Um, I played football for him a couple of times, baseball a few times for him. Uh, he's a legend at Peters Park in Mobile County in general, man. He spent like over 40 years in the Mobile County public school system. So rest in peace, Unc. Job well done. Uh, we miss you as a, as a family, as a family member. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that at the top of the show, man. Also, wanted to keep people updated. I think I'm on Denzel Washington movie number 11, Courage Under Fire. I just finished that. And, which I'm sure we'll talk about, somebody had a debate last night, fellas. Did y'all check it out? Oh, I, I, Don't go there yet. I, I, there's a couple of things. I want to back it up. So, first of all, I and I, th- I think you know this. You know before I left Dallas, left for Dallas, right? You know, I literally stayed across the street from them. I did. I don't think so. I, I probably played with you when I was three, four years old. Like, if you <laughs> if you look out their front door, that house that's right next to Peter's Park, across the street from mm-hmm. that, that was my house. Okay. So, like, I used to play with Herschel. Like, Herschel's probably one of my. He probably doesn't remember. I have a great long term memory. Um, but he's probably my first friend in Mobile. Well, him and Dedrick Dial. Like uh, who stayed around the corner, but him and my mom worked together. Her, his mom, and my mom worked together. But like Herschel, they used to take me. You know, uh, they had a van or something, didn't they? Back in the day. Yep. yep. So yep. like they used to pick me up in a van, and we went to places. And you know, that might be where I figured out I was allergic to onions. Maybe. 
uh, I think we went to Whataburger <laughs> or something, and they got onion rings. And if I remember correctly, that's that might be how. Uh, now that I'm putting everything together, but yeah, I've known them that family damn near my whole life. Didn't reconnect with uh, a little hurt until uh, high school. And I'm like, man, I used to have a friend named Herschel. Uh, when I before I moved, I left for Mobile, stayed right across from Peter's Park. Like that would be me. And you know, <laughs> so definitely knew them for like I said, years. We're talking about eighty two, eighty three, right? So. Yeah. Uh, definitely would be missed in uh, high school. We were over there quite often. Um, he gave us free reign, looked at us like we were stupid, but gave us free reign uh, <laughs> in the backyard because he wasn't just letting you roam around the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. <laughs> uh, definitely will be missed. And you said movie number 11 out of how many movies? Remind the audience because we might have some first time listeners. You're right about that. So I, um, I'm i watching every Denzel Washington movie in the order that they're ranked according to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I believe it was, what was it, 46 movies? I mean, I guess I can look real quick. It is, yeah, it's 47 movies. So 47 movies and number 11 was Courage Under Fire. Quick recap, number 10, Inside Man. Unstoppable number nine, Malcolm X eight, Crimson Tide seven, Much Ado About Nothing six, uh, Mississippi Masala five, Devil in a Blue Dress four, Fences three, Tragedy of Macbeth two, and number one, Glory. Glory, I definitely would that single tear. Yeah, that that that's memorable. Oh, and you so I kind of cut you off. You were talking about the Republican debate. Well, I just was asking, did you guys check it out? Uh, you know we did. We were talking about it. Yeah, yeah, we were ch- chatting yeah. the whole time. <laughs> who was most? Who stood out the most to you? What What did you What did you take from the debate? Who stood out the most? Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy probably stood out the most, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's a good thing. But I think he has been the biggest uh, talk uh, after the debate by the political pundits. And I think in second place is uh, a close second place too, is Nikki Haley. Those are the two that I'm seeing being talked about the most. Yeah, I I agree. I I think Nikki got the biggest bump from it. Um, I think Vivek, there's a lot of talk behind him, but I, I think so many people went after him Uh, to show how naive he is and how little experience he has that well we're talking about the Republican Party Vivek probably got the biggest bump from that yeah I'm like what what are we talking about (laughs) (laughs) I think think Nikki showed that she knows what she's talking about and that she's willing to go against the grain a little bit I don't know if that helped her or not uh, so the funny part about it is I think she got the biggest bump from independents and, and, and Democrats that may be looking at at some voice of reason in the room. Uh, I think she got that. The problem is she can't get the nod with that. And so I, I do think Vivek got probably the bigger bump in the Republican nomination. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree. Vivek definitely stood out. If I had to describe Vivek... He's I wouldn't count him out. Now, the biggest knock against him is he doesn't like anybody else on the stage and Americans 
They've already gave you your one. But if they want to come in and shake things up, he is the perfect mix of Trump and Barack. The young nobody knows me is not your time. The I'm trying to shake up the the establishment. I'm trying to clean out Washington. You know that I I, I don't have this political background and I say whatever the hell I want to say. That dude, um, and he's smoother. He's smoother. Um, he's scary. He might have been outside of DeSantis. He might be the scariest person on that stage. Like how adamant he is about things. Like global warming is a hoax. Like he just came out like, no, it's a hoax. Uh, I'm pardoning. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pardon Donald Trump on my on day one. You know, it's which I think, people he can't do if he if Trump's on state charges, he can't pardon him from. He'll state figure charges, out a way. I mean, these are the Republicans we're talking about. Um, True. You, he <laughs> was trying to use the law. Um, <laughs> it, it it was very interesting. Was there any comments that stood out the most to you guys, or mm. any any question or answer? I. <laughs> It was a lot more. It was a lot of the same that you hear on pretty much any Republican debate, right? I'm going to dismantle the Department of Education. I'm going to cut funding. I'm shrinking. The, the I guess the, the most eye opening thing to me was when they were talking about cutting jobs in the the government or whatever. They're talking about shrinking government and they're cutting jobs. And they were like hanging a badge on their chest because of that. Like, I don't know, man. I guess, I guess if I had to say, um, I would say Nikki was probably the most honest on that stage. Maybe Asa, but he didn't get much time. But Nikki was probably the most honest and fairly brave. Um, and, and I'm not even talking about what she said about 45. I think by her saying that, hey, you know, the Republicans are responsible for running up the debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's telling them, look, can we let go of this abortion thing and if you're not going to let it go can you at least be honest and let them know that hey I'm going to need at least 60 senators in the Senate to pass it instead of saying what you're going to do on day one when you know you can't do it on day one that's something that I wish politicians would do more during these debates instead of reciting these talking points and speeches that they have memorized and that's something that I've always wanted a politician to say because you always hear them say, I'm going to do this on day one. I'm going to do that on day one. No, you're not. On day one, you're going to come to the Capitol. You're going to sign some meaningless bills and then you're going to go to your parade. That's what you're going to do on day one. If you don't have the numbers in the House and the Senate, you're not going to do any of that. But they never mention that part. I And, she, and that, that was one of the ones that stood out to me uh, was her like, I mean, she's she's scary. So I'm like, she might be a little too eccentric, but um, I loved her honesty. She mm-hmm. might, out of all the uh, presidential debates I've ever watched, she might have been the most honest. Like, I was sitting like, even when she was, you know, you were talking about the abortion thing, mm-hmm. she was just something like being a woman. And like, she, you know, she, she was saying like, hey, it's, 
I'm pro life, but we got to we got to look at this the right way. We got to stop demonizing and, uh, you know, making people feel like they're evil for doing this. And I got to read more up on the up until uh, day of day, you know, last day, because I think those are more so for health reasons. If I if I know yeah, it's yeah. like it's, hey it's actually legal I I, I want to say eighteen weeks or something like that it, it it's legal after that unless it's a health reason birth of a mother that type of thing yeah, so when they and, talk late late term abortions late term abortions is the child has died in the mother's womb and or the fetus has died and they're like they're gonna abort it to make her go ahead and have the child instead of having to carry it for the full nine months and go into labor or they're going to like induce um the the uh, child coming or um it's the the mother gonna die or the child gonna die and so they'll have a late-term abortion because you know they're like hey we're gonna save the mother's life uh, over the child's life. Those are the only times times that you can have late term abortions. Yeah, like and there I don't think, are and, very few exceptions. And I hate that they don't, because and that's what I I knew those were kind of the parameters, but I wanted to see if there was something I was missing because they made it seem like, yeah, you know what, we good. You know, we didn't decorated a room and all this stuff, and we're just gonna abort the baby. As somebody who has, you know been in a room where we lost a child right somebody who has been you know my wife had a with my son we had a very scary and rough pregnancy my wife was on bed rest almost six months you know those were decisions that we had to make at this point we have decided you know like it's too dangerous for us to have a child my wife's life is in danger we are we're done for that reason and if i had to make that decision then i'm gonna we're gonna make that decision right like it's it's something that, you know, I would give her the right to do. Um, and she knows my stance is I'm going to choose her because at the end of the day, mothers and babies die together all the time, you know, and that's just it's just it's so stupid. But maybe I miss. Were you about to say something on this buff? DeSantis told an abortion story that I think <laughs> I believe is untrue. Right. And I, I hope someone is fact. If you missed the debate, he said he knows a woman Dang. named Penny from Florida who uh, what was tried, it? To have a, a, tried to have three tried abortions. Tried to have an abortion. Yeah. Three. And they, the grandmother came and rescued the baby out of a pan and, and, and saved the baby. The only, the, from just a quick fact check, the only story that is remotely close to that is a woman that was born in like 1955 in Michigan. Uh, and her nickname was Penny or something like that. But he threw that out there. And I and when I heard it, I was like, man, that sounds far-fetched. So I really want to uh, research that one because he, he threw that one out there and it sounded like bull****. Yeah, he's full of it. Um and maybe I haven't been paying enough attention because I get very annoyed by the whole political theater. I think Pence, I mean, he really, he made a statement that really separated himself from Trump, like on that stage. And basically he's like, you know, the president asked me to put him above the constitution and I chose not to. Um, that was one of his last statements when there was a question was like, would, do you think uh, he made the right choice for January 6th? And at the end of the day, he said, I think I text you guys like, hey, what is what does that do for him? Like, does that is that damning to Trump? 
you know, any more damning where it's like, so when you said he asked you to put him above the constitution, what does that mean? You know, does that, is there any credence to that? Does that have any weight to what's currently going on? I, I, I definitely think that's probably going to be part of his testimony or, 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 you know, when, when they ask what happened, um, because he's not named in any of these lawsuits, uh, I don't think. Um, so, you know, he, he's not named on, uh, even the Georgia one. And so that lets you know right there that they don't have him in this whole collusion of it. And so I, I do think, or he cooperated, he's an unnamed witness, uh, one or the other, um, which may be to where he said, you know, he, that statement that he said there may be what he told investigators, uh, during the investigation. So Rico, yeah. let's talk about and That's the whole, let's go ahead and switch to Rico though. Like, let's talk about it. So, yeah. you know, um, that's interesting. You say that because one of the things about his Trump's indictment is he can't mention any, any of these people, including, and I think well, not including, but, I think that kind of encompasses or includes um, former Vice President Pence, right? Like it's mm-hmm. you can't attack him, and I, I feel like Trump's going to say something because Trump's really good at pushing the limit to see how much room he has because he can't go on social media and attack any of these people, and so I'm very interested to see how that plays out too. Like when he said that, I'm like, he said that at the Republican debate. All the Republicans are watching this. And so basically he, you know, he said it without saying it to me. I took that as like, yeah, this dude pretty much asked me to lie and, you know, take the election. And I and because of the Constitution and it it protects him because he's not saying, you know, I, I, I disagreed or whatever. It's just like based off the Constitution, which we're all sworn to protect. You know, I put my hand on the Bible, you know, he had that whole conversation and, you know, I made a uh, promise to, you know, on the Ronald Reagan Bible to the country and to my God, the higher being, you know, you can't really be too mad at him if he's if he words are like that. And if that can be used in his testimony against Trump, because for them, their best bet is for him to be out for any of them to have a chance of getting the nod. He needs to go down. Yeah, and Cause, I think cause just uh, is- a, a quick fact on that: nobody who's had such a lead as Trump has ever lost a nomination. So that you know, did it always be a first? I feel like he no, had she that did, lead. She, she didn't. She didn't have a lead this big, not as big as Trump's. Did it hurt so, him, or did he? Did it hurt him not to be at this debate? I don't no. think so. It helped him actually. Yeah, he didn't. I, I, he didn't have to debate. He didn't have to say anything, uh, and he didn't lose any ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no upside for him being in this debate when you got people like Asa Hutchinson and whoever the other governor is. They're like polling at one percent, and you stand there and just let them take shots at you. Like he gains nothing from that. Mm-hmm. So who who was the biggest loser in this debate? I think kind of DeSantis because he is he he all the last two years we've been told that DeSantis is the biggest threat to Trump. And without Trump there, I expected him to be the biggest discussion after the debate. He's probably third or he's probably the fourth most talked about subject after last night. After Nikki, Nikki, after Nikki, and and after Trump. We're talking about Trump too. 
So mm-hmm. he's he comes in fourth. He didn't stand out. He didn't do anything. He didn't he didn't show himself as above the rest of the pack. And it looks like Vivek and Nikki possibly gained ground on him. Yep. But they're still there's that because it's DeSantis Pence next in the polls. Nationally, no, nationally, it's Vivek. It's, uh, it's Vivek. It's yeah. Vivek. Yeah. Now in Iowa, Tim Scott is in third place. So it's Trump, DeSantis, Tim Scott. But nationally, it's Vivek. How y'all felt Tim did? Well, he's a senator, so I can't. Yeah. Yeah, he, he and and he came off as a senator. Like he he was stoic and he had his points, but he wasn't fiery enough. I don't think. Is that is to that stand the, out? Is that what the Republican Party is looking for? They're looking for another fire firecracker, fire starter. Like they, yeah, yeah. They don't want they a. Don't, they don't cool, want a voice. They don't want a voice of reason. How did Chris Christie do? Did he? Did he, he did okay? He, he did better than Tim he, Scott. I'll put it like that. He did better he, than Asa in in those. He's folks. decided to be the one that's bold enough to go after forty five, the hardest. Uh, he kind of gave Mike Pence some props, which I think um, he had to. And and you could tell he was probably the most irritated by Vivek out of mm-hmm. all of them. Like they all were irritated, but he was visibly irritated by yeah. Vivek. So, yeah. He needs to get a gym yeah. and a personal trainer. I think. Well, you know what? I always think the president should look presidential, but uh, Trump just took that away. You know, so, uh, mad but, man but with orange hair. Trump, it, the thing is, yeah, he had the orange hair and everything, but Trump still hangs a suit, right? It's it's still a little bit of kind of he has yeah. that that take over like aura about himself. Like he he carries himself. Presidentially, Christie does um, not. Christie looks Christy like Christie does. You know, it. Yeah, he's frumpy. Like he got his suit like, from Sears. <laughs> I don't even know if Sears still, still exists. I don't know about that with with forty five. He looks terrible. I mean, his suit comes past his belt line. He looks awful. I mean, his tie comes past his belt line. He, he looks terrible. Yeah, I was just now looking at him, and I, th- I think I think it's his bombastic attitude, and he says stuff that. You know the dog whistle stuff and everything. Else yeah, that comes and with that's that. why I said Vivek was really good at doing those things. He reminded me of the like, I'm gonna say this glaringly, blaringly shocking statement. And I mean, he had some good points. Um, you know, even talk about the identity crisis of America. You know, which everybody wants to. You know, we're America. We're da da da. Like, come on, dude. Like, we're we're. Americans aren't proud to be Americans right now for the most part. Like it's so much going on in this country and it's not the America. Um, my God, that, and that, I'm, that, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm, a, that's a dog. I, I'm going to tell you, that's a dog whistle too. Like, yes, Americans aren't proud. Like they, they, Americans are still proud. The problem is when they say that, that we have this identity crisis and we're not, they're talking almost like, let's go back to the good old days. I want the fifties back and all that. Like, when they say that, that they want this America yeah, type thing where we run everything, we're the big bully on the block and all they of missed, that. They missed a big opportunity too. He said he thinks 45 is the greatest president we've had in recent memory. And 45 is currently running. So they should have all turned to him and asked, so then why are you running? Yes. If, if you think he was the greatest president and he's running again, then what are you running for? Mm-hmm. Why not... Why not support him and help him get elected again? So can yeah, I noticed that, and I was saying like, 
if he gets the nod, is somebody on that stage going to be his running mate? Yeah, I'm sure I, somebody, wants somebody, to be. Yeah, somebody after said that they're running for VP. They're not running for president. Well, Christy, Christy isn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm doing, Christy. Um, Pence can't get it again. You know, Pence is throwing him under the bus. Uh, DeSantis can't get it either because Trump is now so a, I was a at that, Florida man. resident. He's a Florida resident. So I'm now. thinking Nikki or Vivek are two potential strong because Trump can be, you know, molding, you know, Vivek for the next step. If he if he plays it right, like if he gets the nod and this guy is singing his praises Nikki Haley. I mean, she she will gather the women's voter women voter. I don't know. I can't even say that. I, I got to be honest. Vivek kind of sounded like a fool up there. To me. He did. I think his he, best two choices are Tim Scott and uh, Nikki Haley. Nikki, if he yeah. had to pick somebody on that stage. But I mean, no. a fool picking another fool. Like, <laughs> like you act like Trump makes smart choices. And he doesn't have to pick any. No, I'm just saying, like, like but I, yeah, I can see I, I that. I want the listeners to know that. You know, I mm-hmm. can see that being a good choice, you know. Um, and it was so funny to me. And I, we spent way more time on this, but I feel like the listeners want to have this discussion. It's very new. It's so much going on in the political realm that um, that we, you, you, you got to talk about it. Oh, my God. Where was I going? Um, well, why you think of that Putin just, well, no, no, no. no. I ain't gonna say that. Never mind. We, we, we can't say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there was a tragedy what? that took place. <laughs> a plane crashed. What we can say is that yeah. the gentleman that was in the plane crash did leave a, lead a revolt against Vladimir Putin and uh, Putin uh, and the Russian, you know, uh, oligarchy. Um, and uh he was what they they put down the rebellion he left for three weeks i think it's been uh and then he crashed he died in a plane crash we will lead late let the the listeners figure out what that means i'm just saying but um i think we spent enough time talking about that so agree it's uh young sophia Available or she in the bed for now? I, I I don't, but I got a joke. Uh, she might be, but I got a joke for y'all. Um, Billy McFarlane. I don't know if you guys know him. Uh, the the fire festival guy. He's okay. doing a fire yeah, yeah. festival too. Mm. Tickets are going on sale, starting at four ninety nine up to seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. That's my joke. We get a fire fire festival too. That's that's yeah. That's a very good joke actually, <laughs> or, a very, or a very bad joke depending on how you how you look if, at if it. If people um, buy these tickets, bro, like if if people buy these tickets, I, I hope that they lose their money. We we knew we know about fire festival, but after fire festival, he got in trouble again for another scam. So I, I don't know how many how many chances does he. You get like you say though, you know, you wanna book with them, go ahead. Y'all are giving y'all are giving people way too much credit. We just spent the last twenty minutes talking about the uh Re- Republican debate and uh former President Trump. 
people are going to vote for this guy again. They talked about, you know, law and order and all this stuff. Oh, that's what it was. It was so funny. They were talking about, you know, coming after Hunter, Hunter Biden and nobody's above the law. It's like, exactly. Nobody's above the law. Throw the book at him. But uh, 45, this is that, that that's different. That's different. That's different. Like, I, I don't get like that should have been like back to back questions. The Hunter Biden things. How do you think we should do this? And how do you feel like people in power feeling like they're above the law? With that being said, you know, uh, former, you know, 45 is, you know, facing numerous criminal charges. I think 91 to be exact. And um, he's running for the highest office in the land. Um, well, that's different. Like it was just so I'm sitting there like, and people don't see it, or people refuse to see, it, or they refuse to see it. Yeah, it's it's a cognitive dissonance. They 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 see it and they don't care. That's I say all that to say. You think to. people won't go buy these tickets? You give people way too much credit. Oh, people are <laughs> that like that. They it may sell out again. Um, Why wouldn't it? Because, because this time because people like oh it, it's going to be different this time. Yeah, Omo. Yeah, because that's it. It, because yep. if it happens, because if it happens, it's gonna be the best concert ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alrighty, who wants to jump out there first? I actually don't mind, but I can't remember if I went first last week or not. So I don't want to uh, be I greedy. Think you did because I went second. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I go ahead. Mine might be quick. I mean, it's, um, well, this one might be. I mean, it, it's an opinion piece, but we'll see. So there's a whole bunch of talk out there. Essentially, Steph Curry came out and said he was the greatest point guard of all time. Um, and the GOAT, Michael Jordan, came out and defended Magic Johnson and said, no, Magic Johnson's the greatest um, of all time. So Steph came back and said, okay, it's, you know, out of him and me, but I think it's me. Um, and so I want you guys, just your take on um, greatest point guard of all time. Is it Magic? Is it Steph? What, what's it's what's ne- the difference? It's, it's never good when you have to say it for yourself. Like, Jordan may call himself the GOAT now, but when he, when he was playing, he would always say, you know, I, I that's for you guys to decide. Um, with that said, I agree with uh, MJ. It's magic. And my knock on Steph Curry is because people say you can't only count championships. And I'm not. But when the talent is that close, you have to use something to separate them. And that's why people use championships when you have two players with almost equal level talent. Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time, hands down. Ain't nobody touching him with shooting the rock. As far as point point guard, I go to Magic. Now they both have Steph has four or five rings, one of them. But five and, and Magic you, has six, you, I think. Yeah. Or is no, it Magic has five. Five. Okay, yeah. So Steph yeah, has four. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. So when you look at Steph's rings, okay, he got the first one, but that Cleveland team was already without Kevin Love, and they lost Kyrie Irving in game one. But okay, cool. You want to give him that ring? That's fine. He won that ring. The next year, they um, blew 
a 3-1 lead, okay? Uh, and then in the championship, that first championship they won, he didn't play spectacular. He didn't even win finals MVP. Mm-hmm. And then they go and get Kevin Durant and win two more. So I'm not going to say that negates his rings, but you had Kevin Durant and you wasn't the finals MVP for any of those. Then, you know, you finally come back and you win one without KD against Boston. And to me, I hate to say real, but that's like his one real championship versus Magic in his rookie season. He takes over for a legend in game six and wins the championship for the Lakers. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar goes down. He's hurt. Now, I have to be consistent. Uh, Oh, no, that's I'm thinking about Isaiah Thomas. I was going to say Isaiah Thomas won a ring in the finals where Magic didn't play. So I kind of look at his rings with an eyebrow raise as well. Yeah, yeah. So Magic has five. He is the GOAT point guard to me. Bert? Byron, you, you might have swayed me. And it's not that I was just heavily stiff. But I, I look at... I look at talent versus talent, right? Like, Magic was dynamic. Magic had the size... Like Magic, once again, LeBron's game was closer to Magic, right? Yeah. LeBron yeah. is probably a better Magic than Magic was. And so they had never seen a point guard like that before. You know, a point forward, so to say. Um, But I was thinking like Magic wasn't the best person on his team for at some points. Right? Like, When was that? Know, Kareem. His, his rookie year. He, Kareem still was... Kareem was still he, the go-to. He, he still was a go-to. Kareem got hurt. He was hurt. at the end. He was, he was yeah. at the end. He still he was. He still was, yeah. he still was. He still was. That was Magic's team. <laughs> okay. We, we, can, we can disagree. To, we can agree to disagree on that one. But I'm not, not trying to take anything from Magic. Yeah. It's, it's more so like, because I grew up a Magic fan. My dad was, especially, you know, and probably it might be biased. You know, it's the time, you know, like, our generation and a lot of people won't even consider LeBron being the GOAT because we grew up idolizing these guys. And, you know, um, you know, the game was slower, you know, it was more physical and all this stuff. You know, Magic was built for that. For me, it's the fact that Steph changed the game. Like, this dude changed the game of basketball. It has not been the same since Steph Curry became Steph Curry. And, you know, where everybody's trying to be a point guard. You got seven, two centers out here trying to, you know, t- bring the ball down the court and shoot threes. Steph did that. He has four rings. You know, you can you can you can switch, you know, because he could easily have five. Right, like the 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 one they lost to LeBron was when you know the three one lead you saw they they blew, you know people got hurt, freaking um, uh, Draymond got suspended, all that stuff. The the shift, right? I've never seen anybody just like you couldn't guard him. Like Steph is unguardable. Like you just this dude just you just this dude just throws up threes. He he looked like NBA jams. Right, like mm-hmm. you know, you're just like he's on fire. Like this dude's throwing three. Like, of course, he's the greatest shooter, hands down. Mm-hmm. But point guards aren't supposed to score like that. 
Like he changed yeah. the game. You know, if you're looking at a traditional point guard and what they like, the magic, you know, the no look pass, you know, like the, the magic was the quintessential point guard. Like if you had to build a point guard for the 90s and early 2000s and the 80s, magic's that person. You know, like if, if you were, if you were playing 2K 2002, you had to build a player, you're going to be a point guard, and you're like, I'm going to be 6'8", 240 with speed. It's like, no, you can't do that. Like, if you're that big, you got to be slow. You know, it, it's like his his dom- his physical dominance helped make him who he was. Because you remember, they tried to make him, they wanted him to, you know, almost switch positions. Like, dog, you're not, you know, we can't put you at point guard. We got this, you know, this veteran who's quick and yada, yada, yada. He's Showtime. He's ma- he's Magic, you know. Um, but nobody, I can't think of anybody who's changed the game of basketball like Steph. For all that game changing he's done, though, we've seen the movie when it's just Steph leading the team and they're a lottery team. We saw Magic yep. take a finals team with Lottie Divac as the next best player to the finals. So, like, I like Steph. He is the greatest shooter, but he cannot take over uh, a team and lead them to the not even to the playoffs. He 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 can't control a court. Yeah, that I mean, and that that's do what we, you want. You know, that's what for, you want your point of guard to do. Do we forget the seventy-two and ten season with oh, Clay so, and Draymond? Yeah, I'm saying he was a leader of the team. I mean, no, no, no. no not, but but not, they had a saying. season. They had a season where Draymond was hurt and Clay was hurt. It was just Steph. They were a lottery team. We saw when Magic only when Kareem left. And and Worthy was on his way out, and he just had Lottie Divac. He led them to the finals. When when this when it, when when Kyrie left Cleveland and uh, Kevin Love wasn't and, there anymore, LeBron led them to the finals. And and I always yeah, say and, this. And, and, we're, we're not, and, and we're not saying he. It's not like we like Steph is trash. We're we're not yeah, saying that. We're saying he is definitely for his team is built differently. Because he's not a true point guard, right? He doesn't control that the 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 floor like that. Like when you talk about triple doubles, like that, Michael Michael even said Michael was like Magic created the or he he made the triple double what it is. Like everybody was like, oh, you that's a normal thing to have a triple double. It's not a special thing. Like when you talk about he he, he beats Steph in steals, he beats him in assists, he beats him in like like when you talk about Probably things rebounds, that you look sure. to a point guard rebounds. Like when you point, and when you talk about things, you look, they aren't. But I mean, it, it's like he's doing all these different things. But when you think about what a point guard does, Magic did that. And again, so, Steph's a great player. He's he's great, but he's not like when you t- when you talk about a point guard. I don't look at Steph like that. I, like Steph's not the first point guard that comes to mind. It's Magic. So in twenty twenty three, prime Magic, prime Steph. Who are you putting your Who you put your money on? In twenty twenty three, yeah. I'm still going Magic. I was going, yeah. What 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 team? I was asking. Oh, so okay. there's a lot of things. So I look at talent. Like when we talk about Jordan and his dominance, it's like you got to think about all these freaking dominant, crazy athletic players that we see today. Like it's these guys, like it's to me, and I and I love eighties, nineties, early two thousands basketball, but like these guys are freaking 
you know, like even a Westbrook, the people that try to talk shit about him. Westbrook is a freaking like this dude is a like an athletic phenom. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And, but what I'm, so, what I'm thinking about if I if I take Steph out of uh, Golden State and I plop Magic in there, and we go back to I got Clay and I got Draymond sitting on that on that squad too, they're still winning. No, because he's not scoring enough. They're not scoring enough points. Magic was you, Magic you wasn't think, putting. You don't think he's gonna? You don't think Magic he's gonna be? And Mag, Magic, Magic was putting, putting up, Magic putting was up numbers. He wasn't putting he up, those, those up those He won't put up threes, but he was putting up numbers too. His his career points average was not that. Like he, neither he was more of a triple double. Steph, Steph is like in the mid twenties, mid to low twenties. Let's 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 Google for his career. I think I think you've put Magic on that Golden State team. Clay Thompson is 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 your score. Like he's gonna set Clay yeah. up. He's gonna set. Uh, yeah, they had who was that? I, I hate to call him a goofball, but he was always <laughs> shacked in a fool. The center, they had him there for a while. Uh, man, he probably would be getting so many lobs and stuff. Man, like the damn. most points Maverick average in a season was twenty three point nine. All right, so Kurt, I said Steph's Steph's average is twenty four point six, and Magic Johnson's is nineteen point five. So you're talking a difference of about five points per game. That you gotta uh, make up, and you don't think Clay, Draymond, somebody and, else can make and, up five. And, now, Draymond and, and might Magic not be able to major, make up for five points. <laughs> and, and, and Magic, Magic is making up for with his assists, right? I, I mean, I, that that's what I look at from when you talk about the goat, right? Is I can pop him in any point guard's position, and nobody's gonna be like, oh well, they lost the step. That team lost the step. Okay. For me, I always look at, I always think about who you played against, and I still don't see the level of competition. Physicality is, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm picking Steph. I'm saying it's like, is it harder to go do a repeat today versus 86? You know, like where you had teams just dominating because they were bigger, stronger than everybody else. I don't know. LeBron LeBron went to like nine straight finals and the Warriors and went to like five out of six. And, so and they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't win. Maybe. All because it was like, and it was just certain teams. I like I think about and we also like who were the all-stars LeBron played against versus all-stars that freaking MJ or Magic were playing against. You know, it's go look at the Detroit, the Detroit team that was a freaking that had a uh, a dominant streaking like those guys look like scrubs. Mm, the Celtics team they had back to back championships and <laughs> one of them was without Magic playing. Okay, the Celtics, you know, like the the Bad Boy Pistons, the Celtics, like those teams because they could just dominate because when you're just the best, you're just the best because the talent wasn't there. I would say if you're looking at just like. For me, it's hard to compare because the game has changed of what a point guard is today versus what a point guard was in 89, 90. I I, I actually think it's a push, though, because I I think you're right that the competition is better, but it's also easier to collude talent to one team. Steph Curry played with arguably three Hall of Famers, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson. Kareem Worthy. What are we talking about? Kareem on the end of his career, 
those guys aren't in their primes. But that was kind of like when they people talk about LeBron. Like he played with Wade. Wade was on the and on then, his way out. You know, it's the same thing. It's who, who's on their way out? Wade. Wade was not. Wade. Wade, Wade was Wade, in flash. Wade was in flash by the time. No, LeBron bro. got there. Yes. He had just won the scoring title the year before LeBron came. What are I you think about? Two years, like two, three years before, bro. No, he. I, but I'll tell you, you're the Miami fan, so I'll, I'll yield to you. <laughs> Wade was not Wade to me. The the flash that I knew when when by the time they made the change, he arguably was the Finals MVP if they had to beat Dallas. LeBron averaged like 18 points that Finals. Yeah, he was still carrying that team even when LeBron came down there. Oh, I was trying to do stats. You want the stats? Magic season MVP, Magic got three, Steph got two. Finals MVP, Magic got three, Steph got one. All-time NBA first team, Magic got nine, Steph got four. All-time all-NBA team, Magic got 10, Steph got nine. Scoring leader uh, for the year, Steph got two, Magic got none of those. Assist leader, Magic got four. Um, And stats leader, Magic got two, Steph got one. Points per game, we talked about that. Steph has them uh, 24 to 19. Rebounds, like you said, seven rebounds to 4.7 for Steph. Assists, Magic got 11. Steph has 6.5. Steals per game, Magic has 1.9. Steph has 1.6. And then blocks, 0.4 and 0.2 for Steph. So, so they're, they're separated in scoring by four points, but they're separated by assists by 12 points, assuming that most of the assists that Magic had were two-pointers and not three-pointers. And, and you gotta think, but that's what a point guard was supposed to do in 1988, right? When your leading scorer that's what most is, point guards still do now. Other no, than yeah, point, and and uh, freaking Westbrook, and like you have you ha- like you you have point guards who are like the leading scorers on your team now. Like the point guard role has changed. Yeah, but Trey Young, like Westbrook, his MVP season, didn't he average like double uh, digit oh, assists? Yeah. So he's still assisting. No, but and they were losing. <laughs> Westbrook they went, was. They went to the playoffs. They went to the playoffs. Westbrook yeah, was chasing yeah, yeah. stats. You like, let's like that year. Westbrook. But I'm saying like the point guard role has changed. And that gives me another example. Westbrook led his team to the playoffs when when Kevin Durant left. Steph Curry's team is a lottery team when it's just him. Okay. Okay, because he can't. The things he does are different. The expectations from her are different. And I think they, you know, because Steph didn't play all the game. Like, Steph was hurt that season, too. But you got to give him that. Steph was hurt that season, too, because uh, he was coming off an injury. That whole team was squad. And, but then they came back, what, two years later and won it yeah. all. You yeah, know, they, so. They beat Boston. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. I'm, I'm, I, my heart wants to say magic, but I always got to push the envelope because I'm like, are we, is it just, we're just addicted to this person and we don't realize, like, when they say LeBron and, uh, Jordan, I'm like, they play two different, they play the game two different ways. You know, like LeBron, like Jordan was like, nigga, give me the ball. I'm the scorer. This is what I do. <laughs> LeBron is like, dog, I'm, I'm, I'm magic, right? He, you, to me, you compare, Le, if you had to say, compare LeBron to magic and then Jordan to freaking Kobe, those are the comparisons because they play the same game. You know, um, you know, it's like comparing like oh, Brady's the goat. Then you look like, well, you know, you had people like Barry Sanders who just was a freak of nature, and nobody could, nobody had what he had. And you're like, well, you can't compare. Like the 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 roles were different. Brady's gonna touch the ball every single down. Brady you know, is so. the goat, though. Yeah, no, Brady. Yeah, Brady's the yeah, goat. That, 
you know, but years but before that, like before he won championship number 27. I had Jared Rice before that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, and then people, some people had, oh, I don't want to go down that roll. You're right. Let's go. Move, <laughs> move, move, move down. Move down. You know, you, 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 you want second question or? or I'll, I'll go. Um, I'm going right. to change it up because I, I, so how often do you guys find yourself saying one or two of these words or phrases? Pause or no homo? I don't. Maybe I'm sure I have, but I generally don't. What about you, Rosie? I, I rarely say no homo. I'll say pause though. Um, okay. So it's it's for me. It's like saying saying a joke and going ha ha ha. Like you know what I mean? It's like I'm calling out the gayness, not necessarily as a uh, oh I'm doing. You know I'm not gay. It's like the double on. I, I'm I'm calling out the double entendre. So you be like, huh? You see the joke there? Like that? That's really what it is for me. So I I don't look at it. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm guessing that's where you're going. It's like the the anti gay agenda around that, right? Um, that a lot of people try to use it as like to say I'm not gay, so I didn't say it. I I don't use it that way. And so when I say pause, it's like I'm standing by what I said, but I know that. that was gay too so you know it is what it is <laughs> so the, the reason I brought this up it was two two situations really so one is and now I'm asking my question one is um, for the 4th of July I had a friend come over uh, and they were talking about we had you know I had grilled out we had hot dogs and stuff like that and it's like their son who's a teenager or a preteen couldn't eat a hot dog because, you know, I can't eat a glizzy, especially in front of people, you know, and the parents are kind of like the dad coaches football and stuff is like, oh, you, oh, you about to eat a glizzy? Like, it's, it's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, I can't even believe this is happening in my home. Um, And then the second one is because I mentor young men and I'm I'm in the thick of the. The social, the, the, the new social norms, the things that people are expected to say. You know, like even we're traveling and I'll say something like, oh, you ain't going to say no homo or no uh, pause. No, absolutely not. Like I'm grown. Like, uh, don't worry about me. I'm good. Um, and so my, my questions were, do you say either and why? And you kind of hit on that. But what impact does it have on society, mainly the black community? Are we getting worse, homo- more homophobic? Like to the point where like there's kids that realize they can't eat. Like it's really a thing like. Dudes can't eat a hot dog or excuse me, a glizzy in public. Like it's, you know, can't eat a hot dog, a banana, freaking eat a popsicle. Like, dog, these are real things going on in our community right now. And is it getting worse? And why? How can we stop it? I don't think it's getting worse, but it's getting more vocal. So I don't think we have more homophobic people, but I think people that are homophobic or just or ha- take issue with a lot of what's being I don't even want to say push what's being out there now with uh, transgender and all the different letters of the alphabet community now I think the more and more people see that that kind of haven't progressed to that are speaking out more about it so we're, we're, they're more vocal than ever before about it and of course Everyone has a podcast 
everyone has a YouTube channel and they get a certain amount of following for, you know, putting those feelings and those thoughts out there. Uh, this actually ties into my closing, my closing topic at the end of the show. But uh, yeah, so I don't think more people are more homophobic, but I do think we hear from them a lot more. The ho- the homophobic people yes, or like yes. the com- the community. Okay, so yeah, I I think it's one of those things that it's definitely not as bad as it was before, right? Like even playing the pause game. You know, I, I I talk about the whole. I look at it as just calling out the double entendre or whatever. Like, I, there are people who will play the pause game, say, "Hey, I can't do this phallic stuff because I'm not gay," and they're still not homophobic. Like, they still have gay friends or whatever, even if they don't want to be like mistaken for it, right? For uh, being gay. So, you, you, there there's this spectrum that's out there now where it's a little more accepting even from the folks that are like really ingrained I gotta be hyper masculine because that's really what it is is hyper masculinity it's like oh I gotta make sure that people know that I'm not gay so I gotta you know I can't eat a hot dog I can't do this um but ultimately I still think there aren't as many people today that are ready to lynch a person because they're gay or run them out of town or you can't be in here i don't think there's as many today as there was so i do agree buff i think they're more vocal um there's more opportunities for them to say stuff but society has shifted now that you you can't do much to them like it it's not like back in the day where you could you could beat up a gay person and even the teachers would be like, well, they shouldn't be gay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that anymore. And so I do think there, there's not a, it's not this push that like, oh, we're going to be anti-gay. Everybody's going to be anti-gay. Society isn't anti-gay. I think there are pockets and there are people that still are anti-gay, uh, but they're not as many. Um, okay. Um, I, I think I totally disagree. Um, because think about it, like you called it a game. It's a game to freaking heterosexual males. It's like it's you know it's just like white people having like the nigga game. Like said nigga, like whatever it is, it's still like you're going out of your way to identify. So it might not be the the egregious. It's almost like racism. It's not as egregious, but so it's, it's a, a micro. A micro it's, mi- it's a microaggression that uh, we keep trying to make. We're trying to normalize it, like where. Every kid, you know, like we're from the 90s, 80s, 90s, where they might beat up a gay dude and everybody's not going to beat up a gay dude, you know, back then. But everybody's saying pause now and to the point where you're expected to say pause now, like to the point where like we grew up, there was hot dogs like right now. Kids aren't going to eat hot dogs in the cafeteria because you can't get caught eating the glizzy like it's the microaggressions have grown to the point where it's it's. It's not as violent or volatile, but it's still there. So I think it's so ingrained in the culture to say these things. And, you know, we're toning it down. Anyone from like, I don't hear no homo no more. Like, I really don't hear that as much. It's Mm -hmm. just pause. And it's like, we weren't saying pause. We weren't saying no homo at 15, 16. You know, it was just, you know, I'm not gay. But yeah, but 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 we also laughed when you said something that was kind of gay. You 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 laughed at the dude. 
Like, like, let's not act like we didn't jank each other if you said something gay. I, I, I remember we janked each other about everything, and I just don't remember gay being a specific like. I don't think I don't. Maybe we weren't smart smart enough to come uh, pick up on double entendres, you know, because we weren't just so <laughs> like we because I I just and it's not trying to like we were perfect. Like we talked about you know everything, but it wasn't like if you said something's like oh Rosie good like it wasn't that in 1997 1998 no, I we, don't well, remember that well we did do it we, nigga you yeah. gay yeah right. you said, you said that shit yeah. time. But, oh, um, but, but I guess what I'm at you said you completely disagree so do you think more people are like that or are you just hearing from them more no, so I, I what it is I think more people have accepted the mic have become part of the the microaggression status where they're not necessarily homophobic so i'm glad you cleared maybe it's not homophobic but there's this need to say or clarify or it's become a cultural norm where you might even think about like i don't want people to think i'm gay but i gotta say this because this is kind of the social norm now like it's you know it's like say almost like saying thank you and excuse me you know it, it's people look at you you know in our culture like oh you ain't gonna say pause People are typing and everything. He's like, you'll have to send out a text, and it's like, oh my bad, pause. He's like, dude, you're 42 years old. Like, you got a wife and seven kids. I'm not worried about you, you know. Or you, or if you are, so in what? Like, why do we feel the need to clarify? Like, the thing about it is, like, you're saying this to for a lot of people, not everybody. They're playing the 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 pause game. I didn't know it was a game. They're playing the pause game. Um, just to be part of you know social norms but there's people out there like I just need to make sure you know I'm not gay because what if you are it is if you are so freaking what like we're so well it's it, it's so what if you are gay but if you're not gay you don't want to be thought of as gay why not why I mean my thing is like if you guys like you know what furry might be like it it's doesn't like, it's, matter. I mean, like uh, an in-shape person doesn't want to be looked at as, as fat. Like, you don't, you want to be what you present yourself to be. I guess. I, I, I cause to me, and, it's and, like. And, and being gay has been weaponized too. And it ain't just men. Like, yeah. women, that's a go-to for women at men. Exactly. Like, and, women and, that disagree with Kevin Samuels, what was the number one thing they yeah, said about agreed. him? agreed. And my thing, and so and you're right. So it's the point that, that's why I'm saying like, people are so adamant not to be gay because it's, it's almost it's it's you're downgraded you look down upon it's like you would look at somebody different like oh oh he ain't say no homo or he's gay or the chicks are calling him gay like if he's right he's right his sexual preference has nothing to do with the fact that you're a horrible mother and you you know you can't find you know like so whatever whatever he's saying so this goes back to the question i asked probably our second or third episode before when i asked you why wouldn't you accept a drink from a gay man and both of you guys said because I don't want him to think I'm gay. So have you changed that answer now? I don't accept drinks from any man. Like just, you know, it's, it's strange. Like my what homeboy. Talking about? I mean, y'all, like, y'all like my homeboys, like you never had or somebody. Like, are you my, kidding me? You've never accepted. A, stra- a strange on, guy has never bought me a drink. Period. Okay. All right. All right. That's oh, like my homeboys. Like I'll buy a round. Like I there. I have homegirls who buy rounds of drinks. You know. So it's just like. That's weird. Like, why do you buy me a drink? Like, that's just weird. Like, there's dudes that don't even get it. It's like they're just too friendly. And I'm like, that's a weird dude. Like, it's just well, like, well, why is it? Why is it weird? A strange guy buys a woman a drink. Why can't a strange man buy another man a drink? 
I just don't like strange men buying me drinks. I don't like strange people buying me drinks. And it has nothing like I know I know he's not gay. I, I don't think he's gay. It's just like it's you give off weird vibes. Like I have maybe he listened to my show, so I'm not gonna talk about it. Like is is I know somebody who stays in my neighborhood who's just very weird. And he's just like, this dude is weird. You know, like it's he, he you know, he might bring me up like I extra extra jug of water. Can you bring you, you guys one? It's like, what dude? That's just weird. Well, you I've know? been out with coworkers. It's a guy there that we didn't know. He wasn't from Alabama, spent a lot of time in Alabama. We got to chopping it up. Hey, hey, next round on me. And so, yes. And so we made a, you know, and so in that case, if it was a gay dude that we met at the bar and he was just cool with everybody, that's different. I'm thinking you're like, I'm sitting there like, oh yeah, buddy down there bought you a drink. If it was a straight dude, it was like, man, you just, you know, um, I take it back because when we were in uniform, we were military. We go out, people would buy us a drink, but we knew why they were buying us a drink. Like it felt right. But like, if we're just sitting at a bar, like I have never been at a bar and like, you know what? I'm going to buy buddy a drink. Like never happened a day in my life. A random person I've never met having a conversation with. But if we start conversing and really talking, we chop it up, you know, like what you're drinking. Like we can do that. That's different. And I, you know, we've been on just doing the show for 40 years. Maybe. I still don't uh, want a gay guy to buy me a drink. I'm good on that. Okay. Uh, yeah. I get it. I, 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 again, I think it's, I agree with you. Tone is a lot to do with it. Context is a lot to do with it. Um, and so, again, there's a difference of playing the pause game where you're trying to call it out like intentionally like hey I know this is a a double entendre if I was like man I'm gonna ram you so hard or whatever might say pause after that right like just to be like you know it it is what it is I'm not saying it like that Uh, because I catch it like you you say it and then you like oh I didn't mean that in the gay way like you know but but they know you didn't mean it in the gay way so like what's the point of it, it, it's, it's, it's just one of those things, man. I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like, but it, it's just one of the things. Like, I'm calling. So you're wor- so you like, worried about sounding gay? But no, you, I've worried. known you. I've known you for. <laughs> yes, you are. Because they might have took it in a gay way. So you got to admit it. You you don't want. You just said it. I don't want them to take it the wrong way. I don't want to sound gay. But you're you're a, you're. A, I've but, known but you not, <laughs> because I I know you're not gonna like. I know you're not gonna think I'm gay. Or whatever. I mean, we've known each other for too long for you to think I'm gay, but it's still just kind of like a, one of those things. Like, I, 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 I saw it going that way. Like, I, after the fact, I was like, oh, that that could be mistaken for this. I'm gonna be like, no, it was this. Like, I'm just clearing it up. I, I, I just think because it's it's in the only it thing. Is. I it's fun. To, it's fun to do. It's funny. Yeah, it's, just like it's white potty wanna, humor. Like, it, like I, white people want to say nigga. It's like they want to say nigga because it's fun. It's like I wouldn't be calling you the f word or anything like that. Like, there's a very difference like, of that. Like, no nigga. No nigga. We should start saying that. No nigga. <laughs> no like, nigga. You say something like, real, real hood. <laughs> no nigga. Like you sound a little no, too black. No, you just call it n- nigga logic. Is that what you say? Refer nigga logic. It's that yeah. same thing. It's like, hey, that's that's some gay logic right there. Like, eh, let me let me. Get you back. Yeah, I don't, right don't want to be mistaken for a nigga. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that, that was my question. It's just, it's just to me, like, I, I think things like that, we, the social norms have shifted 
and to the point where it's almost it just you're still calling the game you know yeah and and, that, yeah. and, that, and that's where like i i will concede i i definitely think the people who feel they have to say it the people that are like i can't say something with that double entendre and not say it or i accidentally say something that may sound gay so i have to say it i i do think at that because point that's gay. why i was talking about that contact that context of how I'm saying it or when I'm saying it, like I don't feel the need. If if I say something and it might sound gay, I'm like, well, it might sound gay, but this is what I said. Versus me, like if I say no, if I say pause, it's intentionally saying pause to call out the gayness of what I said. Yeah, like yeah. I want you to know that it was gay. Yeah, microaggression. Oh, it's because it's it's still no nigga. It's like you. You are determined to separate yourself, and it, you know, it, it's it's cool, you know, because uh, I, I get people. I had people like, so you ain't gonna say pause, like, no, like, nigga, like, I'm I'm 42 years old, man. I'm trust me. And the last thing, you yeah. know, like, dog. Yeah, if, if they call it out like that, I'm definitely not saying it. You know, like, like at that point, so, it's like, no, why? Like, I'm I'm sitting there with these guys, like young young boys. You know, they laugh. Everything's a joke. Like, oh, like. Dude, I don't care. Oh, you ain't gonna say like no. But what I don't care what you think of my, you know, I don't have anything to prove. I don't care. You know, if I was, it wouldn't change me as a person. Like I, I don't care that much. You know, um What 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 might be good though is I mean, I, I, I haven't talked to a gay person about this to be like, hey, does this bother you? Does this does this really bother you? Like that that's the thing. I can't speak for that community. I mean, you know, it, probably, probably. If if blame like the, blame the boondocks, blame the boondocks for that pause. Yeah, episode. when he was like yeah. that nigga gay, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can I can almost assure you this: they're not like man. I love when I hear people say uh, no home or pause. I'm pretty sure they're not fans of it. They might have gotten used to it or deal with it, but it's like man, that makes me. They're not. I, I. I. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they're not champions of no home or applause. But uh, who's up next? Do we have enough time for another one? No, nah, I think we have time. So let's go ahead and go close it on out, fellas. Anything else? Well, um, your your question for, as I said, it ties into what I was gonna uh, speak about. So I, I I told everyone how I went home for my uncle's funeral. And after the repass, we decided to hang out at a spot on Airport Boulevard called Havana Rays. It's a cigar bar. So got there. It's a lot of gentlemen there. Uh, a lot of masculine energy in there. We drinking old fashions and uh, all type of topics came up. And I'll just say this because uh, I'm definitely not going to, you know, say names or whatever like that. But I'm going to say this. We got a long ways to go. So even if I'm right for in that the amount of people haven't increased that have a problem with homosexuality, if that number has not increased, we still have a ton of people that have all sorts of problems with it. I heard comments like there are no gays uh, in in the queues because that speaks completely against what manhood is and being an omega is what a man is all about and you cannot be gay in that fraternity. They finally conceded that in a fraternity that large, just based off numbers, then yeah, maybe there is somebody gay in it. 
uh, something is mentally wrong with uh, people that are uh, transsexuals that are, that are gay. Something's mentally wrong with them. They mentally effed up. We're going too far with all this gender stuff, gender stuff. We got a long ways to go, bro. A long ways. Like, forget the transgender stuff. I mean, they brought that up during the there Republican There are a bit. large segment of people that still are not even comfortable with homosexuality. Like, I mm-hmm. thought homosexuality was like a... I thought at least that was like, man, whatever you do is your business. It still ain't even all the way there yet. It's still like... Man, something wrong with them, and I don't like it, and blah blah blah. So, just just want to uh, say we got a long ways to go. Um, I did, however, enjoy that time though. We talked. We didn't just talk about that. We talked about sports, just like this podcast, all type of things. Disagreed on stuff, argued, laughed. So I did enjoy everybody there. Uh, but just comments like that, comments like R. Kelly shouldn't be locked up. Comments like once a girl, you know what? I'm going too far. Oh, God. Oh. I don't get nobody in trouble. It, it got bad. It got bad. Yeah. It got bad. But I and just want to put that out the, there. Once his grass on the field. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, so that and um, I know Chicago is usually used as a conservative punching bag, but I do want to mention this, that it's it's come to this. It's come to where there's a group called Native Sons that are asking gang members in the city of Chicago to please not shoot anyone between the hours of 9 a.m. and p.m. 9 p.m. Pretty much saying, look, this will decrease the amount of innocence and working people getting caught up. Can y'all just do us that favor? So um, I do think Chicago gets unfairly used as a political punching bag, but that doesn't mean it's not bad. And, you know, Shout out to the people that are trying to do things to to help and curb the violence there. But clearly, a lot of work still has to be done. So I just wanted to bring that awareness out there and um, hope something changes in that city. Because I enjoy Chicago a lot when I visit. Dope city. Yeah. Um, I just want to say shout out to uh, Shakari, Shakari Richardson. Fastest woman alive, won the hundred meter uh, race in the World Games. So shout out to her, and extra shout out to her, man, because she only gave interviews to black media. Because uh, she said, "I'm not worried about the world because I've seen the world um, support me when I was on on top, and then turn it back on me when I was, um, um, you know, on my um, at my lowest." So shout out to her, man, for coming back, doing her thing. I'm curious what she means by that, though. I mean. She, like, I think and what is she I talking about the that, criticism that she got not just the criticism but the the way and then why I think that's a little bit of why she only gave black media um interviews after she won is you could kind of see a divide in how she was being covered mm-hmm. after so how that criticism came it wasn't necessarily that she was getting the criticism because you know we were on the podcast and we we said it was stupid what she did Right. We never we never gave her an out for what she did. But at the same time, we didn't demonize her either. And I think some of those media outlets completely demonized her like and and that's why she's not going to those outlets now that she's back on top. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So shout out to her, man. That's all I really wanted to say. Oh, and uh, Michael Orr got his got his uh, new boo. 
And uh, based on that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> a black woman said, "Hey, what is this? A conservatorship? <laughs> oh no, 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 baby, let's go fix this right now." <laughs> so, uh, shout out to him for getting his house in order, man, uh, and getting outside of that, getting out of that conservatorship, and uh, hopefully getting him some money for the blind side and and his likeness. Uh, he needs an nil deal at this point, I guess, because yeah. uh, yeah, bro. There's a running joke on social media that women, that men will tend to not say anything if their food order is messed up or whatever like that. <laughs> but they, their woman will say, oh, no, 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 no. Y'all gonna come fix this. <laughs> and he just kind of stand back in the cut and let her go off. Now I picture her doing it just like that. <laughs> no, baby, it's cool. You know, I still, I still got money coming in. No, 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 no. We, we gonna take care of this right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I got, man. Shout out to the women, black women of the world <laughs> this week. Indeed. <laughs> okay, so my I'm picking up where you left off, Rizy. Uh you stole a little of my thunder. I was gonna talk about uh we talked about this several months ago, black girl magic. Um and I wanna say all these girls are Southerners even so the South has officially rose again in a good way so we have black women across uh, the southern US doing her thing starting with Shikari Richardson and I want to give her a little more kudos because I think we we talked about it was stupid and stuff like that and we didn't go hard on her but I think we still had a little more judgment than we probably should have just because she's 23 now this is two years ago this young lady was in a limelight, you know, and I'm not excusing what she did, but she was 21 years old. I did a lot dumber at 21 than she did. And just I, lost her mother, too. And she just that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so easy. So I I, I want to take time to just say stop judging so fast, especially, you know, the older we get, we forget where we were at. We talked about this a few weeks ago when we were talking about, you know, um, when I mentioned forgetting what it was like to be that age as a child and as a young adult. Like, sh- I, I, I couldn't even think about. I know that what I know I was going through when I lost my dad, and I'm still dealing with that. And I'm 42 years old. You know, I cannot imagine le- losing my mother and dealing with trying to compete and qualify for the Olympics for something you've been, you know, working on something you've been doing your whole life. So my hats off to this young lady doing what she did but in the in the way she did it like for a lot of people that would have been the end of their story no so miss richards congratulations you know and she did it with style she it was her her race itself was almost poetic because it was a it was a straight comeback like there's no reason she should have won that like she was out of the race and she just she just finished strong and so it was just poetic of how she, you know, she was from behind. She came from behind. She, you know, against all odds to win it. Secondly, um, Simone Biles is competing again. So she just won the U.S. Uh, Classic Gymnastics. So she's getting ready to compete for, uh, I think, Worlds um, Championship. But she hasn't competed in two years. So she just she won that handedly by five points. Uh, she is a native Houstonian. So 
once again, another Southern young lady doing her thing. Shikari's from Dallas, I think. And then is it Fanny Willis, the district attorney for Fulton County? Mm-hmm. And all mm-hmm. the ruckus that she is raising in Georgia. I know Trump has called her all kind of black bees and nigga bees and all. They are, she has people. Uh, I just hope she comes out on top. Um, I hope she keeps her peace. But I'm I'm so proud of this young lady for being able to piece together this 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 indictment or these indictments. I can't even call it an indictment uh, against Trump and his uh, co-conspirators. Um, keep doing your thing. So black women doing it out here in these streets. I, I want to, you know, I talk a lot of noise, but I always want to give credit to credit is due. Keep doing your thing. And speaking of let's, let's give a shout out to, we mentioned in our show, um, Contentville, but for these young ladies to create a whole nother platform for uh, podcasters like ourselves, homegrown. I think I think this is just wonderful. You ladies are doing your damn thing. Keep it up. It is an honor. I'll speak on behalf of the brothers to be a part of such a wonderful thing, collaboration, um, a, a family, so to say. Thank you for giving this opportunity. Thank you for uh, thinking of us. So whatever you need, the brothers are here. All right. Well, three brothers, no sense. Your favorite barbershop style podcast. Six rules of podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment. And most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.